Hey, what's up, guys? It is the Performance Academy, episode two. This is Zach Rowe. <laughs> We're just looking at the volume bar. It's way too high, but that's all right. Yeah, I gotta um, stop him from yelling. Sorry about that. <laughs> so I did it the first time, so you gotta do it the same. Um, you know, this is my co-host. Yep, that's me, Josh. All right, and it's Performance Academy, episode two. We got birds chirping. It's early in the morning. Um, and, you know, it's lit. It's going so, crazy out here. It's crazy Oh, out here. shit, my coffee. Oh, jeez. Okay, so um, today we have you know a few current events that we're going to talk about, um, but first we're just going to go over our fitness-related stuff and just like our topic for the day. Um, so first, I'll just, I'll just start off with my fitness-related stuff. I'm still cycling like a motherfucker, um, three days a week, just killing it, killing the game. So last week was so was so hard because on Friday I had my I, well, I subbed Silver Sneakers, which wasn't too hard. You know, it's a senior class, whatever. But then I had my um, Fit Zone class right after that. Did some, some ca- like, hike swings, you know, where you, like, you hike it in front of you. Mm-hmm. And you're not just, like, continuous. And I was really just going hard and just blasted my hamstrings. I, like, halfway through the workout, I think I told you. I was like, I got I to gotta chill because I don't want to, <laughs> like, tear something. Yeah. I, I, was, I, was, I was about to do, like, a lunge halfway through and my hamstrings were wrecked and the next day uh it was one of my friend's birthday so we played a casual game of softball and kickball mm-hmm. and I, I played way too hard in a casual game um and i was so tired after that and then sunday is my normal biking day and i was so beat up after the last couple of days my hip flexors my shit my, was fucked up but i i just went for it anyways so like three days back to back to back wasn't recovering well yeah and I even told you, we, t- we talked about this, recovery Recovery is so complicated with exercise. Because I did all the right things to try and recover properly. I took a cold shower for um, like five minutes or so. I took a lot of CBD oil. I took like double what I normally do. Yeah. I slept a lot. I got uh, eight hours. Um, I did some other, I did stretching. I did foam rolling. Well, I mean, was that three days of exercise though, like the most you've done in a long time? Probably. Because, like, you're familiar with, you know, like, the re- repeated bout effect. Like, once you uh, get into, like, a routine and a program, like, then... Yeah, like well, it, it was definitely things I didn't do as much. Especially, the, like, the um, day two with the running. Yeah. Well, I'm sure and, all of it in combination was... I mean, just because you hadn't been lifting in a while, it was all somewhat new, you yeah. know, in a sense. Plus the other actual new yeah. stuff, you know. Well, the, yeah, the hike swings, which really messed my hamstrings up. I hadn't done really those in, like, about a month or two. Yeah, so, I mean, I think those things just kind of somewhat help. But, like, you know, being in a program, like, when you've already, like, experienced the repeated bout effect that helps you recover, you know, I think that is, like, the most important thing. And then, like, those other strategies just kind of help. Because I don't know what you mean. Like, when you're hopping back into something and then, like, you're just doing too much too soon or you just pick up where you left off and you're just wrecked, you know. I was so wrecked. It was, like, it was hard to move my legs around underneath my sheets. My hip, my hip flexors were so. Were That's so, pretty bad. You know, when, when the hip flexors are like, like that, I was like trying to kick my feet up and like my, you know, yeah. like that hip uh, flexion or whatever, just like kind of move my feet around underneath my blankets and the blankets were too heavy. I was like, oh, fuck. yeah, I've had this that is miserable from time to time where the hip flexors like they go and when the hip flexors go, you know you're messed up. You oh, know? dude, because like you're right, like you try to lift up the leg laying down in bed and you're like, dang, like I ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. It was insane. Um, yeah, so I, mean, I think I had set myself to doing like three days a week of lifting, 
like two days of upper body and one lower body. Uh, I'm not, perfect. I'm not, I'm not a single lower body day. Uh, why didn't you go two lower body and one one upper body? Because the cycling, dude. Because who does it? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I was cycling three days a week, and then my fit zone class, which is um, you know, thankfully that's done now. I just yeah. say it, like thankfully, but like that was kind of throwing a wrench in my workout. Yeah, so you can do the old push pull skip leg routine. I'm no, I think I'll actually add legs in, but that but that day. <laughs> Because I didn't really think about it, but I was like cycling three days a week, and then I had a fit zone, that's four, and then I was trying to just lift three days a week, which is seven days a week, which yeah. is like, that wasn't smart. I wasn't really thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So fit, fit zone's done. Because the YMCA is open back up, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of excited that fit zone's over. I don't personally like doing group exercise classes where you do it along with them. And you never taught a group exercise class, right? And I don't plan on it. I might do the small not, group stuff. You're I would. Not, you're not interested in group X at all. Not really. No. That's Everyone's too lazy to me. Yeah. I don't like the general pop. Not to sound like a dickhead, but yeah. No, I 100 <laughs> percent agree with you. That's why, you know, I talked to you about like kind of stepping away from the Y because it's just 90 percent of your clients are general population, and it's just mind-numbingly boring after yeah. a while. It's, it's so just, remedial. It's, it's just you could do the same kind of workout for the basic structure of a workout for 90% of your clients and then just any kind of um, particular, um, what's the word, requirements that they have. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they have yeah. a bad shoulder or whatever, you kind of yeah. work around that. Or bad hip, you work around that. Yeah. But it's for the most part the same kind of workout routine. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, yeah, group X, what was I saying with that? Um, you're glad it's done. Yeah. And because I, I don't really like doing group X when you're actually doing it. I like... I'm much more of a visual person. Like I like to walk around, check people's cueing and whatever, or cue cue them. Yeah, Yeah, more of a coach rather than that rah rah kind of group X person that's like, oh, keep going, yeah, and just going super hard. Um, For me personally, whenever I see that, you're just, I just feel like you're making up for your lack of knowledge and just your energy, you know. Yeah, that's me personally. So, um, kind of happy about that. Won't be able to teach group X for the first week that the Y is open or PT. It'll be week two, but that's cool. Whatever. I'm excited to get to that. Yeah, that's that's about about it for uh, fitness for me. Mm. For me, I've kind of been pretty like unstructured lately. You know, just uh, here and there getting in like my workouts. Um, I only did one leg workout this week, but I kind of try to make up for it with volume. Try to get my weekly volume in on that. Uh, I'm doing an upper body today too, but no structured plan, just hitting all the big movement patterns I need to do, some accessory work as well. And I've also been doing some assessment testing for my program that I'm kind of putting together. So like while, yeah, while I'm keeping like this unstructured program, it's kind of giving me an opportunity to like reset, bring my training down, and I'm trying to keep like a, hypochlor- a hypercaloric state um, and kind of using some more like calorie-dense food as opposed to just, just nutrient-dense food because it's hard to eat a lot of that. Um, and I've also been doing a little bit of cooking, like I mentioned in the last podcast. Yeah, I, saw I did a little nice bit story. of that. So I'm just picking out a couple recipes here and there to, to add in to my other like uh, meals, which I'm going to meal prep, and also like my other, say, like fast food for like, the calories, um, just so I can kind of like, you know. Are you saying you do fast food? Huh? Are you saying you eat fast food? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> if, I eat, if I eat 75% of it's like, you know, nutrient-dense, like clean food, and the other 25% of it is, you know, junk food that helps me get into a hypercaloric state, which is one of the most important things while you're trying to gain weight. 
You know, if I, cause if I'm eating clean, but I'm not in a hyperchloric state when I'm eating clean, then like, what's the point of my muscle gain phase, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's something that I'm kind of getting from that book from uh, the Renaissance um, Diet 2.0 from Dr. Mike Isertel. That's a pretty fun book to read. I mean, it's kind of thorough and whatnot, but it's kind of cool. I like it. Um, so that's, I'm just kind of planning on how I'm going to go about my next program and uh, running assessments and, like I said, more sports-specific stuff. I'm trying to figure out what exactly I'm going to do and what type of like, sports-specific for, like, jiu-jitsu? Yeah, um, I mean, more so, I am going to put some more sports-specific for jiu-jitsu, but also, like, a lot more, like, power training than hypertrophy training I was doing. That's sports-specific. Um, but I'm going to do just a little bit more agility-type stuff. Um, and, yeah, just flexibility as well. And uh, But I also want to do, like, enough hypertrophy to, to like, maintain some of the muscle mass that I've, I've gained. So... Well, the nice thing about hypertrophy is it's like what what's the saying? It's just doing a third of the volume you were yeah, to maintain or to, to gain. Whatever you were doing, your volume, you just do, got to do a third of that to maintain what you put on. That's the theory behind it. Yeah, which is pretty nice. So I'm just figuring out like what my actual structured plan is going to be, and in the meantime, it's kind of giving me an opportunity to reset and plan it all out, like like my whole foundation with regards to fitness, like my my mindset. Um, just everything else in my life, I'm trying to figure that out so that way I can, when I do start doing my program, like I'm not distracted by all the other stuff I have going on, you know, so. Yeah. Just come together. Just make it automatic. Yeah. Don't let other things in your life uh, throw it off. Yeah, I have to get those in check before I go on a structured plan. 100%. Because I always talk about it, um, especially since I got into the health coaching thing. People don't realize um, the time and the resources and the money and not whatever that goes into goal setting or yeah. setting a goal and actually like doing it you know yeah so i guess i would just call what i'm doing right now like this unstructured time i'd kind of call it like uh resource management you know mm. kind of like trying to allocate did you just make that up i think i did <laughs> I, I might i might make a certification on that and start selling it in, facts let's do it <laughs> promote it through this podcast maybe i don't know or something <laughs> that would be smart well that's just kind of what health coaching is about. Yeah. it's about considering all your resources and making good goals i think i talked about the last time the um the, the, what was it, something fallacy, goal setting fallacy, which is essentially what I just said, is you just don't consider what it takes to reach goals. Yeah. And it's very important. So that's cool. Um, a couple questions. One, one is um, of the food. I saw last night you made just like a shitload, just like a big yeah. meal. I just look kind of like. Ground beef, vegetables. What Ground was, beef. What was going into that? Some zucchini, some squash, like all diced and you know whatnot. Some spices, um, and then what else was in there? Oh yeah, I threw in some uh, no salt added tomato sauce in there as well. I threw no on salt? low heat after that. Yeah. Why no salt? Well, I mean, I already threw salt into the other seasoning. So. Okay. Um, and then I think that was most of it. Yeah. So it, was pretty, it was a pretty easy recipe, honestly, because I don't, I can't, I'm not a cook, that, but yeah, I'm that, trying to. But it was pretty looks, easy. That looks like something I could do. Yeah, because I, I love eating ground beef. I'll yeah. just eat straight like ground beef and, and eggs. Yeah, my parents are like, "What the fuck wrong with you?" Yeah, I can give you like the, the paper I got, like I printed it out. And it's, it's honestly a super easy recipe. Yeah. I'm about to try out a second one today, like a pasta, and see how that goes. So. Yeah, that's the move. So that was quite a bit there. Like how how many meals or whatever did you have that portion out for um well i mean since right now i'm not actually meal planning per se like i'm not actually like portioning out per meal mm -hmm. i'm just you know just eating yeah i'm just eating so like from do you know meal prepping for like that time i can kind of like gauge when i'm you know if i'm eating enough now you know sure. and i can check the scale and stuff and, and check as well um but yeah it's it, 
It was a good amount. I still have some left over today. I'll probably eat some today and tomorrow. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, on the portion control thing, so you know Kim, she's a trainer at the Y. She does a beach body thing, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about getting into it because it interests me, especially in the nutrition aspect of it. So like the beach body, it's like three different kind of uh, points to it. There's the fitness aspect of it. And they have a, just a giant catalog of like she calls it like the Netflix of like fitness, like any kind of workout program you want want to do like hit training. They got P90X, they got bar, they got yoga, mm-hmm. they got all kinds of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And so there's that aspect of it, and then there's the nutrition aspect of it, which is the one I'm most interested in. Um, and then the support one, where it's like more support groups and just more of that. Mm-hmm that interpersonal connection but the fitness aspect aspect of it has a portion control kind of um program where mm-hmm. they give you uh little boxes and you know you can plan out your meal for the week i'm considering doing that because mm-hmm. my um otherwise i'm kind of just free balling it all the time i don't know are you into like the just the pre-made kind of little box that uh, <laughs> Dude, my voice doesn't crack in forever. Mine did like took a couple days ago, and I was like, I was talking to like a girl, and then I was like, yeah, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> what? <Damn. laughs> I was like, ah, oh, shit. No, no bueno. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the pre- the, the pre portion box, like, just throw your food in there. Yeah, actually, I think I've seen you do it. Like those little like things I have. I mean, those are like just meal prepping things I have. But like, I would like if I had like the money for it, I would do one of those companies that do like. You know, account for your macros, whatnot. Like trifecta. I, yeah, trifecta. Yeah. yeah, I would do that, but I feel like it's hell expensive. It is, but I mean, if you have the, you could also do it just for like one or two meals a day too, as well. You don't have to do like all. Like, like you don't have to do all your meals. You know, like, that's probably uh, how I would do it. But because I want to get into the beach body, I don't know much about trifecta. How does that? Do they have any kind of like thing for coaches or whatever, or is it just like, for coaches? I'm or gonna, is it just for like, um, just for like, like. Selling so, clients, yeah, clients basically. Uh, I don't know. I haven't. I didn't. I, I looked at it for that purpose. I didn't look into it as like a coach. So mm. but I just I check out like their uh, their menu and whatnot. It looked pretty cool. I'm looking for it mainly for coaching because um, just with the COVID going on, I feel like a lot of people aren't want to come back to the gym anytime soon. So that's why I want to get into the fitness aspect of Beachbody to kind of promote that. Have people you know, have things that people can do at home, the workouts at home. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people ask me about nutrition-related stuff, and I don't really have, like, a good answer. Yeah, I've been all, trying to get- all I use is, like, meat and eggs and, like, fruit, vegetables. Yeah. And it's just, like, that just, like, goes in and one ear yeah, and out the other. Them, yeah. Well, people are like, okay, that's just... Not like, going to do that, yeah. 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 And that's really all you got to do, but, like, if I had some kind of program I could direct them towards... Um, that's kind of my idea behind it. So that's well, why I want to get into it. It's kind of hard for me to give people like advice on that. I mean, I can, cause I know the stuff, um, like somewhat, but like I'm, I'm someone who needs like, I'm usually in a hypochloric state or like I need to eat more, but I don't, you know, like I, I'm yeah. highly active. So I usually like, yeah, that's why I'm from boat. Yeah. That's why I'm so lean is cause like I've just my whole life, I've just been like super active and not just to eat as much, you know, cause I would yeah. eat that same like plain stuff, like eggs, this, 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 and like just kind of plain stuff, you know, so it's so like, when I have like some food that tastes bomb, I'll eat a lot of it, you know, but like, sure. you know I mean? My parents are white, like my food is not flavored. So like at home growing up, like I was just like, all right, well I got, you know, so I don't keel over. I got to put this food in my mouth, but you know, I'd go out and I was like, oh, this stuff smacks. But then my parents cooking, it was like, 
So uh, just I just eat doggone fast. Yeah. So I love them. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, God. I gotta get that out there real quick. <laughs> but yeah, so like I don't have like a bad relationship with food. Where I just cram down food. Like, See, that's that's the thing. I think a lot of people have a bad relationship with food. Most people are the other way. Yeah. You know, they just don't understand. Yeah. Um, they don't understand macronutrients. They don't understand just like basic concepts of nutrition. Um, and it's tough to really drill that into them. Yeah, I could, yeah. I, yeah, just, it's so complicated. So if I had that kind of resource um, to direct them towards, I feel like that would be beneficial. So that's why I was asking. Yeah, I feel like um, Okay, one other thing. What was it? Oh, yeah. So, um, you you know, you said you're starting a new program up here soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it going to look like? Is there going to be any, like, gym, in the gym kind of stuff? Or are you mainly going to try and stick more at home? Or um, how, how are you going about it? I think... I think I'm, I am going to go to the gym just because, like like we said before, like help since we work there to show our face. Yeah. But then also because then like then I can like like when I go to the gym like I'll have that for sure mindset and like a structure and like this is what I'm going to do. You know like um, I mean yeah. especially now that I'm really done. Yeah. It's like I have a purpose. Like it's kind of like showing up to like the playing field in a sense. You mm-hmm. know. Um, so I think that's kind of like the mentality I have with it. And then depending if like... That's how everyone should do it. Yeah. Depending if like stuff gets busy the times I want to go or whatnot, or if I can stay here or like I, I'm, I can stay here at my, at my house as well. But, um, I'm planning on going to the gym and doing most of the stuff there. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. That's a good point. We don't really know how busy it's going to be. I feel like it's going to be really busy because just in our, um, up above the main fitness floor is on the second floor. And I think they said 74 people capacity. Which is not a lot. Yeah, honestly, I have no idea if, people, if that many people want to come back or they don't, you know? Like, I feel like they do. Yeah. Because even, like, right before we closed, before quarantine, there were still a lot of people. Mm, well, I mean, I mean, it was dropping off. Like, the couple days like before? The, like, the couple days right before. Yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty shallow. Like, if you go in, like, the after, like the 12 o'clock, mid-afternoon, like, it was, like, just, like, the four regulars that you saw every day and then, like, well, not four, but... I mean, like, like I'm talking about like the weightlifting. Like, okay, sorry, like eight. But like, it was like, like I would look around, and be like, wow, like there's no one here. But like, twelve o'clock was always a slow time. Yeah, but like it wasn't like that type of slow. You know, like it was definitely there's definitely, def- definitely dropouts. That, yeah. Those last because we closed on like a t- Monday or a Tuesday. Yeah. Or whatever. I, those last few days were were. Um, it was pretty small. Yeah. So it's gonna be like the week up to that point, it wasn't too bad. And I feel like at this point, most like we were talking about, I feel like most people are pretty reasonable about it. Um, there's still some crazy people out there. <laughs> we're not saying names, but whatever. Um, for me personally, I'm probably gonna do maybe like one, two days a week in the gym. It's not like the six days a week I was doing before. Yeah, I won't be. Like I don't even have that much interest in lifting weights right now. Yeah. So it's just like whatever. Um, honestly, I'm trying to get a job. I've talked, I've talked to you about this, but I'll just say it on the podcast. I'm trying to get a job down at the Belmont off of, off of a second street or whatever. So I can, um, ride down there, ride my bike down there, teach a couple of group X classes and then just cruise home. I feel like that'd be a good little routine yeah. uh, to get into like once or twice a week. And I can just kind of squish my stuff together, mm-hmm. get my workout in, get some work in, get paid. I just need to figure out how much they pay. Yeah. Which is the main thing. Because since it's a private club, from what I understand, it's more of a club than like a 24 yeah, or a yeah. Y, I feel like they're going to pay more. Because, I don't, have I talked to you about the Pilates studio? Yeah. They paid me significantly more. 
to teach a half hour class than I was getting. I pay, I got paid more to teach a half hour class at the Pilates place than I was getting paid to teach an hour class at the Y, <laughs> which doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Why, like, why am I? Why am I doing that? Yeah. So, um, and at this point, I've been doing it for a minute. I'm pretty comfortable in my abilities to run a class and teach people fitness. So, I'm gonna look into that. Anyways, I just want to attend it. Nice. So, what were we talking about? Yeah, working out at the gym. Yeah. Don't have any, not that I'm a, not that I'm scared of COVID, I just don't really have any interest in actually doing anything at the gym that much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right, that's it for our fitness, top, uh, our fitness um, that we have going on right now. Portion control. So, our topic for the day, we're going to talk about like VO2 max, lactate threshold and whatnot, because mm-hmm. I've been getting it like the bioenergetics and whatnot um a lot recently because i'm in the past i've said i don't really want to work with athletes but i'm getting so bored with the general population clients i think i want to shift more towards that and you can incorporate a lot more of bioenergetics training when you're working with with uh with athletes because it matters more yeah it does matter more their um their energy pathways and what they're using to to develop power and endurance and whatnot. So um, yeah, VO two max is an interesting one. So you know, I took, I, we did it in exercise phys. I did the the VO two max on the treadmill test. I got a solid score. I couldn't remember exactly what I got, and um, I got a. I remember what was his name? What was our teacher's name? The, the, oh. He said he he asked me if I like was it like a marathon runner or something like that. I was What's like, that fool's name? I don't remember. He was so cool though. Damn. Yeah, he would, he would always just like. Damn, it's gonna piss me off because I can see his face. Yeah, start with the M. Uh, I don't remember. Damn. He he would always like joke with us and like especially Jaden. <laughs> yeah, that was like two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, dude, it was like two years. That's kind of weird. <laughs> That's a trip. <laughs> yeah, time flies, but um, yeah. What was I saying? VO two. Mauricio. Max? Mauricio. There you go. It wasn't yeah. him. It wasn't yeah. Him. Ooh, yeah, Mauricio. Shout out, Mauricio. <laughs> <laughs> one one day in the future, he'll listen to this, maybe. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, but VO two max, I you know, I did. You you learn these kind of concepts in school, but you don't really dive super deep into it. No, and like um, understand it completely. I didn't know that you could kind of like top out on your VO two max. I thought it was kind of just, you could infinitely, I don't know why I thought this, but you could just infinitely increase the VO2 max, yeah. but it tops out eventually. And elite endurance athletes, like triathletes, um, like those guys on the bikes, like the Tour de France. Yeah, was um, it those cross-country Tour, skiers? Tour de France, yeah. Um, cross-country skiers, any of those like super crazy, like ultra-marathon runners like Cameron Haynes. Um, Zach all Bitter. those kind of guys, uh, yeah, Zach Bitter. Um, all those kind of guys, I guess you just, Eventually, you get to a certain point where you top out in your VO2 max. And if you're not, sorry, I should explain it. If you don't know what VO2 max is, it's your maximal oxygen uptake. Where it's that's the amount, the the maximum amount of oxygen you can get in your lungs to take the, um, well, the maximum amount of air you can get in there to then take the oxygen off and circulate through your blood to oxygenate your muscles and whatnot. Um, and you can you can you can only get so high. And then after that... Shit, I get high as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it only gets so high. Um, 
and then and then it just kind of tops out. So what's interesting is when you top out like that, there's two, basically two different things that will increase your performance, and that's efficiency of movement and your ability to clear lactate uh, or lactic acid or just acidity, mm-hmm. acid accumulation. How much you talk about like lactic acid, and acid accumulation, and whatnot, and like you know how people conflate those two things. Well, like they like they say lactic acid, but that's not really like a what's the term? Like that doesn't happen like in the bodies, like in vivo or some shit. Like that's like it's like it's more so like like the uh-huh. um, like their inability to clear lactate because of like the byproducts. Of- y- yes, that exactly. Yeah, the, the, bypro- the byproduct of it is hydrogen, which is acidic. Yeah, but it's not actually lactic acid though. It's not lactic acid. Lactic acid is really important. Mm-hmm. It's an energy source in your body. Just like um, carbohydrates, um, phospho phosphocreatine, um, it's a it's a substrate to create energy. So when you when you exercise, I believe pyruvate turns into lactic acid, and that's like the byproduct. And you get the lactic acid, but you also get the hydrogen, which is acidic. So you reuse that lactic acid in the liver, and you turn to the quarry cycle. Remember the quarry cycle. Yeah. So you use the lactic acid in the quarry cycle to basically recycle it and make more energy. Um, but the the big thing is the um, metabolic acidosis, which is created from the hydrogen. Now I did not know this, and I remember who's a small professor, gymnast. What's her name? I can't. I can't remember. Which one? Um, small. She was teaching her class. This semester? Yeah. Oh, Alan Carr. Alan Carr. I remember she explained this um, in one of her classes. I, I don't remember, and I was like, it blew my mind because I was like, what? Like everyone just says lactic acid. Like that's just like, yeah. That's yeah. just that's just what everyone says. But everyone's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> like, yeah. um, every fitness professional I talk to at the Y, or just like even like YouTube videos online of like yeah. fitness type people, they say lactic acid, but it's not that. Yeah, it's I know. Just, it's weird. How do how do you think that becomes like the thing that people talk That's about? That's what throws me for a loop, bro. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like I'm just starting to speak the language more than anything at the end of my bachelor's degree. Yeah, you know? yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah. you're just kind of starting to understand it. Yeah. Um, so it's the metabolic acidosis. So the sit, so your body mainly stays around like a seven pH, right? I would assume. Yeah, I believe so. I think that's what. It so is. then, in your when you're going into acidosis, it drops below seven, closer maybe like six or I don't know how low it gets to yeah. be honest. Um, and then because of that, the all the functions in your body, all the enzymes and whatnot, start to not work properly because it's too acidic, and then that's when you kind of like what's called hitting the wall yeah where um or just like just peripheral fatigue say you're like running and you're just going so high that's when it like it blocks or like it makes like the uh like like the binding of like actinomycin more difficult right like it's that too it gets like what does it do like in regards to like the cross bridge like doesn't it like it make i can't remember yeah i can't remember exactly it messes up the actinomycin uh cross bridging in your muscle fibers it affects enzymes like that um, transport materials and whatnot. There's a lot of stuff that goes on. There's a on. lot of stuff, <laughs> yeah. Um, we're not going to get super into science because you guys probably don't care and I don't care enough to learn. I mean, I do. That's just like it, it takes a lot to get into. It takes a lot. Because like, like we've learned about like like physiology, biomechanics. Like we've kind of done a bunch of crash courses and like a little bit of everything. That's, you know? that's right. It's and like they're course. all their own thing. Like there's an exercise science is its own like 
major. There's biomechanics, like it's its own thing, you know. Like yeah, you can get like a whole like doctorate degree yeah. in any any kind of little emphasis yeah. that we've done. Yeah, and we've taken like a what a twelve week course. Yeah, or a sixteen yeah. sixteen week yeah. course. So um, I just like to know things enough to be able to explain them. Uh, At least take the principles away. I think is what's principles yeah. and how to apply it in your training. Yeah, yeah. How to apply it in your training. Yeah. So the metabolic acidosis, yeah, it create it's the actinomycin bridges, the enzymes, whatnot, and that's what eventually kind of creates that peripheral fatigue. Say like you're running and you're just going so high intensity for so long, eventually you have so much lactate buildup or yeah, lactate buildup, which is the acidosis, um, that you just can't even move anymore. There's just too much, and you gotta wait for your body. You gotta stop, either stop or bring down the intensity, so um, your body has time to clear that lactate. Yeah, which is very interesting. Did you look at the and the uh, talk test at all with VT one and VT two? Not really. I, I feel like I should have done that before this too, but like it was kind of interesting. I gotta send you that. Yeah, that, that little workshop because it was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, the main thing I wanted to get to with this is that. Um, so I just looked it up. The highest VO2 max that's been recorded by a gentleman is 96 milliliters per kilogram per minute, which is very high. I was trying to remember what I got. I think I was like 55, 60, somewhere around there. Um, and for the women, it was like 70, 77. So when you're when you peak out on your VO2 max, you know you can't get any higher. So like I said, more efficient movement, and then also increasing your ability to clear lactate. So lactate clearing is really important, um, which I never really considered for endurance. Uh, you don't. Athletes. You wouldn't. Yeah. So if you're that kind of endurance athlete, something to keep in mind and to work on. If you'd like help with that, reach out to me or Josh, and <laughs> we'd be able to train you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of interesting because you mentioned like. Um, VO2 max caps out, but then it comes down to like lactate threshold, and then also like the exercise. Um, I forget what you said. Economy but like, and movement. Yeah, as I say, exercise economy, and like what helps like exercise economy is like actually strength training, which you would think would be counterproductive to True. to like you know like uh, a high endurance um, event, but because like you're not doing enough volume and like strength work, like you don't really see that transition of fibers like of muscle fibers towards towards um, the type twos because like you have so much like a volume that requires type one muscles that like you don't really see that transition. So that you get like the beneficial effects of extra, improving exercise economy without the detrimental effects to performance in your high endurance mm -hmm. events. And you know, when you do the resistance training, you'd always probably just do higher volume anyways, which is more. Yeah, you can, but like, like I actually like read, like when I was doing one of my presentations, like it said, do strength training for like triathletes or high endurance, like five reps and like stuff well. like that. Yeah. I guess it's all relative. Yeah. That that person that's like a marathon runner, their one RM is not going to be yeah. extremely high. So their overall weight. I mean, the argument high. was saying because you're not doing that much volume to like be, be a um, a strength athlete, like you're not going to see like those transitional fibers because then on your other training runs, like you're doing so much volume there yeah. that you're not going to see that transition. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So you're going to get those benefits to exercise economy, which will then yeah. help in like, your stronger endurance. stronger connective tissue yeah as like well. your ligaments your tendons um that's a huge thing else? for like safety as well and just yeah injury prevention that, like that's the biggest detriment to like endurance athletes is injury and over you over over you <laughs> overuse damn <laughs> there you go um you know i've ex i've experienced that firsthand um i actually had a 
I had a, um, a client at the Y. She was a runner. She was in high school, and she was already having knee issues. And the problem was is she was running all the time, all the time. Yeah. Her, her mom had her running all the time. And I was like, you can't have her running all the time. That goes back to recovery, too. That's Reco- back. Yeah, recovery. But this, this girl was not um, – she was not doing any kind of resistance training. And they were pr- prioritizing running, even on the off-season – which is another thing. That's a whole other topic. But I should write that down. The differences between off season, pre season, and during season, and how your transitional tra- phases. As yeah, well. transitional phases, and how your training should change. Um, it's very important. Here, keep talking because I need to write this down. <laughs> keep talking, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk. Anymore. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about in regards to lactate? Um, just in- if you're an elite. Not even elite, but just a endurance athlete. Focus on increasing lactate uh, clearing abilities as through, well through your training. Yeah, and I mean, not and not just your VO two max because your training is going to be different. Yeah, your VO two max. You're just trying to just run a long, really long distance. Yeah. Um. But but lactate clearing, you're going to do more like sprints. And higher intensities. Yeah, that's why, like, if you see like a marathon training program, they can get ones for free on the internet. Like a lot of them do have on certain days, like you do interval training. You know, like you do tempo type training mm-hmm. where you at a higher intensity because um, you want to try to shift that lactate threshold over to the right. Um, mm-hmm. So which will so that will stop you know like that being the limiting factor as opposed to um, that, or that that way like your lactate threshold is not the limiting factor because you probably already have like enough of a an aerobic base from all the other most likely you know if you're yeah. already been like doing endurance uh, athletics for a, deep, say, a year yeah even oh yeah year, yeah i mean even maybe six months yeah your that's probably that, yeah you're gonna have a good aerobic base i i'd say my aerobic base has uh, improved so much through cycling and just like the month and a half two months at this point maybe that yeah. i've been doing it so it doesn't take long to build up that vo2 max um but the lactate threshold you can't really focus on yeah. that yeah yeah, honestly, if I was being honest, my road base is probably the lowest it's been in a while, just because post marathon, I mean, I didn't, do, I didn't, I didn't run anymore, and I didn't jujitsu has been closed, mm-hmm. so because you man for yeah, and so I would play soccer for like recreationally, but still play and run around um, a couple times a week, so I haven't really been doing anything, yet. you know, so. no, for sure. Um, my my aerobic base was so terrible right right at the beginning of quarantine. So we talked about it, but I, I had been doing just straight weightlifting for three, four months and hadn't done any cardio at all. Yeah. So that first like week or two of me like running before I got into cycling, it was a struggle. Yeah. Struggle city. I was stopping a lot just to catch my breath or not catch my breath, but get my heart rate down because yeah. my heart rate was spiking. I think it's important that people realize that, like doing aerobic work is important because then you can tolerate more like, um, you can tolerate more volume in your training as well because it helps with recovery. That's a good point. Um, that happened to me personally as well. I think I told you I was working out with my dad. Uh, I was lifting weights with my dad like last week. And we were just doing some upper body stuff. We did some bench. We did some rows. We did some lateral raises. And we did some curls. And, you know, I've been I've been cycling a lot. So I had a really good aerobic base. But I hadn't really been lifting that much. But, I mean, I was recovering really well in between sets um, and my dad was not, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> I, yeah. don't, I don't go too bad on him because he might listen to this. He said he was going to listen to my first one, but yeah, I don't think he has, but it's fine. 
whatever. <laughs> I'm cussing too much. <laughs> so I'd, I'd rather you not listen to it, but whatever. Um, but yeah, he was not recovered. It was very interesting to watch. Um, yeah, just... His, like, you know how Israel always says, like, the four checkpoints mm-hmm. so, for rest in between sets? It's like um, your... What's cardiorespiratory? Well, yeah, your cardiorespiratory, number one. But you're like, say you're doing chest press. Local muscular fatigue. Local muscular fatigue. Um, synergist muscle fatigue. And then, is it psychological last uh, one? Uh, there is psychological. I feel like there's like, that, I feel like psychological is a bonus one. I feel like there was bonus one. Was there like another the, one? I think there was, uh, was it systemic? Or was it, yeah, right? It was like. Um, I can't remember. Let's just say those are the four. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so cardio is one of them, which you don't consider your cardiovascular system that much when you're lifting weights, but it's actually pretty important. I mean, we said synergistic, but I feel like he said, like, um... Here, I have it, um... Yeah, I'm down somewhere. But, like, I know, like, he, for example, like, he would say, like, you know, with squats, like, he would say, make sure, like, your low back mm-hmm. isn't fatigued, or isn't the limiting factor. Mm-hmm. But that's not, that's not, like, a synergist, that's just, like, a stabilizing... No, your CNS, yeah. So, psychological, which I kind of, like, broke into your CNS. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, your target muscle, your um, synergist muscle, your cardiovascular system... And then your CNS, central nervous system. Yeah. So that's more important, I say, when, well, just when you're going to those high intensities. Yeah. Whether it's low weight or low weight, high repetitions and doing a lot of repetitions or uh, high weight, low reps. And I'd say that probably puts more. Yeah. More so on your CNS. But um, a lot of people don't consider that. They don't. Is, no. the, is, is that uh, the stress you put on your nervous system? Like, I used to be a strict... For a little bit, I'd be, like, a strictler about the time. Like, oh, like, what's the time at? There's that. Mm-hmm. Me too. But, but then I've used... Now I use those checkpoints, and I just auto-regulate. Then I get, like, I feel like a much better, like, stimulus, a much better workout. Mm-hmm. And, like, the quality is much better, you know? Mm-hmm. Which, so, yeah, rest intervals there for you. Yeah, cool. on that, sweet. Okay, I think that's it for... Um, the topic today, where am I at? Uh, anything to add to those? I was just going to talk about gels, but it's fine. We're, we're already like 40 minutes. Yeah. Let's get to the current events. We're trying to stick to around an hour. So, current events. Um, first, we'll talk about CrossFit. Um, you might have an interesting take. I'll just I'll just throw it up. I'll just tee it up here. So, um, I think it was like, not even a week ago, the CrossFit CEO... What's his name? Something Glassman. Yeah. He had a business kind of voice call with his affiliate gyms, and he said some kind of possibly racist stuff. What did he say on there? I can't remember. It was kind of sus on what he said. I don't. I don't really know. And then like a couple hours later, he tweeted out, "It's Floyd 19." Yeah. It just sounded to me like he just didn't really care that much about like the whole thing that was going on. You know. Yeah. Which like I like I. I don't know exactly how he meant it, but I know I kind of get what he's saying. Like, what happened? Like, you know, like we could like what happened to Floyd. Like that, everyone agrees that's terrible. Terrible. But like, it's like this whole like what has become now. Like, I'm not exactly like with that. And like he was saying, like why why do I have to you know go hop in on that? You know, oh, that's, that's what I got that's, from it. That's the biggest thing is that if you're not in support of the movement, being the Black Lives Matter movement, you're racist. It's not enough to not be racist. You have to be like anti-racist. Yeah, like you have to which be like is very strange. Yeah. And then he was trying to, I think he was trying to say a joke, and it was just a sloppy attempt. Yeah, at a I joke. didn't get the Floyd night. I think it was like a joke at like the 
pandemic. I don't. I think he was. It sounds like he was making fun of like the pandemic. Then like calling out. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it sounded like a joke, but like it, it didn't quite hit to me. But like it didn't sound yeah. terrible. Like I, I it wasn't and, like I wasn't like we need to like throw the guy out. Like I was like okay, yeah. whatever. You and know? Then he's like an old white guy, so it's just like you know. I just feel like just, it's stupid that like you have to like that like like I don't know. I, I guess I feel for him like or people like they're in like business and whatnot because like. They kind of can't say anything. The thing is, with business, is you gotta be, you just can't have some voice your opinion. You gotta toe the line, you know. Yeah, and that's what like all these big I'm companies gonna, are doing. You know? I remember when Elon he just smoked some weed. He didn't even inhale. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he like puffed on a fucking blunt, and his yeah. the stock of his whole company just like yeah. tanked. So it's just like, um, I just don't, I don't like that. How business people have to be just so, um. By the book and just socially justice, like yeah, so, where the wind's woke. going. Yeah, yeah. I mean um, it's kind of funny. Like I'm just gonna pick out Nike for example. Like Nike ran some whatever. You know, but, my, but they're I the ones seen that, that yet. Uh, yeah, my dad, my dad told me. Yeah, about they it. ran something about it. But like they're the ones <laughs> over here in like uh, was it China or whatnot? Like yeah, like the child labor. Like that's for, a good point. Like what, dude? Are same you guys same with LeBron. Like you guys are good jokes, dude. Remember, remember when LeBron. He called out um, Drew Brees for you know what he, his statements. Yeah. But then he he was um, he was talking against the Houston uh, Rockets, either owner or someone high up there, and speaking out about the China thing. And he was like, "Hey, shut your mouth!" Basically, because that's affecting our bottom dollar. Oh, the market, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and right. So he was trying to silence um, protests and whatnot that were going on in China, but. And so he wasn't in support of that because that affected his bottom dollar. But then he shouted down Drew Brees because he didn't believe in this protest. Yeah. So the hypocrisy yeah, on both, I mean, it's just, you know. That's annoying. That's annoying. Um, so I don't even know where to go from there. But <laughs> I just want to. Yeah, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole if I, if I get on this topic. So Yeah, I'll look up the Nike thing later. But um, Homeboy basically got canceled and... He had to resign as the CEO of CrossFit because it was affecting the brand as a whole. There were gyms, gym affiliates that were, you know, um, removing themselves from the CrossFit thing. And then Reebok dropped them as a sponsor. I'm sure they had some other sponsors, maybe like Rogue. I know. Sponsors them. They probably dropped them too. Um, So it was just affecting the, the business. And at the end of the day it's a business just there to make money at they the end of the day it's about money they don't really care it's all about, about your, class it's about money and it's about power that's and that's on everything yeah they don't care about his opinion it just affects the bottom dollar yeah. and so that's why he had to resign essentially yeah whether that's right or wrong i don't know but you know it is what it is it is what it is yeah let's it get is. to the, the fun one but oh i guess we can do gyms i'll just say the jeff cavalier but we'll, we'll just go over gyms real quick so i think last last one we did gyms were kind of starting to open in like florida texas there was just rumors pretty, of it yeah was it just at the time yeah. they're, they're talking about like what they're gonna do at 24 and stuff like now that. now it's like full on i mean even in california a very liberal state uh gyms are opening i mean they could have opened yesterday yeah some did yesterday, yesterday was the first day they could have opened us personally at the Y, we're opening Monday, so that's that's cool. We kind of already talked about it a little bit on um, whether we're gonna be going or not. Of course, we will be because we're just gym people. We work at a gym, um, but that's interesting. So, you know, I I did predict it a little bit. I was like, if they make members wear masks, I'm gonna lose it. Yeah, so they said they're not required technically, but they're recommended. You have to wear them in. Yeah. 
and then once you get upstairs, I guess, to your machine or yeah. whatever, you can take them off. It's recommended, not required. Yeah. But it just doesn't even make sense because you're in a building that's all sealed in, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not we you're wearing a mask and uh, you're, you know, doing whatever with the mask. And then you take it off in the same building. Well, then whatever you have, it's out there in the building. And then if you put it back on, like, you already spread whatever yeah, you spread. Yeah, I know, yeah. So it doesn't make... And restaurants do the same thing, where you have to, like, wear a mask, you go to your your table, once you get to your table, you take it off. Yeah, it's all BS, dude. It, it just, just makes people feel does, good. For yeah, it whatever just makes reason. you feel... It doesn't, even, it doesn't even make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. And the whole... Like, where, where do, why do you have to wear it in particular parts of the place, but not in other parts? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's the, all the same thing. The whole, like, scanning of the, the thermometer, too, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, too, because you can be asymptomatic. It's, I mean, majority of the people that have it are asymptomatic. Yes. And I thought for a second, so the WHO put out a thing that said if you're asymptomatic, you're highly unlikely to spread it, but I guess that's been... Well, they denied. walked that back probably because they got too much backlash for shutting down the world for three months, you know? So is it true or not? I don't know. The virus is a hoax, so <laughs> just throwing that out They there. said that, and then like three days later, I brought it up at a meeting... And then everyone started yelling at me, uh, saying that wasn't true. I was like, okay, I mean, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, they the, the who said this? The World Health Organization. This should, this should be the leading people that know what's going on, and they don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Three months in, I think that's, that's pretty clear that they don't know what's going on. Bananas, yeah. That's bananas, dude. That's bananas. But I think overall, it's a positive. Gyms are opening. People are getting back to doing their thing. Yeah. Hopefully, we can go back to normal. I don't know, I always thought, like, the end of the world would be fun, but I'm like, maybe, like, just not in my lifetime, actually. You know what? Just let me live yeah. my normal life. <laughs> no kidding. Okay, that's it for that. Relatively simple topic there. But, yeah, we'll go to the Jeff Cavalier controversy. So, okay, there's two different things going on here. First, it was um, Greg DuPont. Greg Doucette. Doucette, my bad. <laughs> DuPont? Was, why is that? Why is it DuPont? I don't know. I feel like that's somebody. Yeah, someone. I, I know. conflated names. But he said... He called, I think he called him out first for, for juicing, right? Yeah, for possibly. Possibly juicing. Exactly. And then and then it was also the fake weights thing. Yeah. And then he didn't acknowledge anything about the juicing. He he only called out Greg um, about the fake weights thing. No, it was the other way around. No, I thought it was the fake weights. No, he was saying that, like, you come down here and test me. Like, Jeff Cleverly was saying, like, come down here and test me. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Right. Yeah. I got it mixed up. You're he, right. He You're didn't right. address the weights. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Tesney, he, he offered to fly, uh, him, down. fly him down, and um, he said if he's right, then he got, the other guy, uh, Greg, has to cancel or delete his YouTube, YouTube channel. channel. He said if he's wrong, he will delete his YouTube and channel. And give him like a million dollars or something like that. You said too? Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, um, he either is not juicing or has really good chemists. I don't know. <laughs> One or the other. Uh, they were saying that, um, like, he could have done it in the past, or, like, there was some stuff he could be taking, and then not take it, and in a couple days it'd be out of the system. Yeah, because that's the thing with um, PEDs, is that you don't need to constantly be taking them to gain the benefits. Yeah. Because when you when you juice, you get the boost of testosterone and whatnot, and that not only strengthens your muscles, but also strengthens your ligaments. Or does it? I think it does. I mean, it's growth hormone. I mean, if you're taking growth hormone, Growth right? hormone, it, it'll, it it'll vary from 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 PED to PED because not all of them are the same, right? No, yeah. But it, it strengthens your body as a whole. 
your bone mineral density. I mean, they work. You know, that's what people say. They, they, they work. They work. Yeah. People take them because they work. But you don't always have to be taking them to make them work because, like, guys cycle on and off. I mean, you can take them. You can do one cycle, and then like you'll you'll be able to like to grow like um, like better or whatnot than like someone who never took them. You know? Yeah, because it's that. Um, I, I want to say it improves like your genetic limit or genetic limit. Pers- I mean, is that what it's? I, mean, I would say more of like muscle memory. That's not the right term, but like once your muscles are used to doing that particular thing, you can do it again. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess I'm saying like I don't know the term. For I, that. I guess. Yeah, I don't know the term exactly either, but I would say like you have a new ceiling, like your new genetic set yeah, limit is now higher. That's a good way to put it, because you have just a particular ceiling based on your genetics, um, and you can 100% break through that with taking performance enhancing drugs, no doubt. Like I feel like I would almost like do like a cycle just because like I mean a low cycle just because like it does work and improve. But like I want to be be able to say like what I've done, I did without doing anything, just to like say like yeah. I did it like with enough time, whatever you can do it without doing anything too. You know, like, I just, you know, um, I mean, it does work, but, like, I think it'd be cool to say, like, oh, I've done this without doing anything. Yeah. You know? But, you know, it works only up to, or, you can only get, like, so far with just your genetics. And to that, to, once you get to that certain point, whether it's, like, 23, 25, 27, 30, mm-hmm. then maybe you have more of a reason to take it. Oh, you're talking Pos- about, like, like uh, testosterone replacement and stuff like that? Yeah. Basic like, steroids. Yeah, like, uh, hormone therapy and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, that's something that I could see, like, maybe Jeff Cavalier being on, you know, but cause, like, he's pretty he's old. old. Yeah. He's like 40 some, late, late, later 40s or maybe close to 50. I don't know. Let me, let me look it up yeah, look that up. But I mean, like, he's in really good shape for his age. And like, I like, I used to say like, oh, it 44. is. 44. like is his lifestyle. So maybe he could, but like, he's in. He's shredded like he's in, he's in really good shape and like his body's not, I don't know, maybe it's just the lifestyle, but like you wouldn't think his body. He's not huge. No, he's not huge. He's not he's big. Sh- but he's like always shredded. Yeah. And I'm sure he was strong because of his lifestyle, but yeah, I mean, him, like, deadlifting was, like, five plates or some shit like that. Yeah, like, so that's, yeah, that's the origin of all this. He was deadlifting, like, five plates or something, which is... It looked too easy as well. It was five plates, was 405 plus was, 90, so, like, 495? Yeah, but it was also him doing, like, skull crushers with, like, 45s on, like, did you see that? No, I didn't. That's not people were picking at, like, him I doing just, skull crushers with, like, 45 plates on it. And it was, like, people were, like, calling that out, like, the way he was doing it, too. Like how easy how easy it was looking. Yeah, was that's like, a lot of weight for a school crusher. Yeah, I mean for his size as well. Yeah, um, but we were talking about it yesterday. I don't understand if he was using the fake weights. I don't know why because he's not like this kind of like a Bradley Martin maybe where you're doing like stunts. Online yeah, well, what's that for, one for cool who's like who says he's Brad not. Castleberry? Yeah, yeah, you're not that kind of guy. Yeah, no, you're not a huge juice dude. Like, trying to get clout from the weight you lift. Like, he's a professional to me. Like, Jeff Cavalier. Like, he yeah. is the knowledge guy who lives it out. But, like, I don't look at him as, like, a strong man or, like, someone like, no. like that. He's he's a physical therapist. He's a um, strength coach. He's a very knowledgeable guy. And I think that's the reason why people go to him. It's not because of how much weight he lifts. Um, so, it's just a weird move, in my opinion, if he was using fake weights to do that. I mean, I wouldn't really care, per se. I wouldn't if, care either. If, like... Like, he wasn't using that much weight. Or if he would just say, like, oh, yeah, like, these are, like... Because he's just doing it to, like, demonstrate the lift or whatever. Like, like if he just said, like, oh, yeah, like... I mean, he could use fake weights if he wanted to, but just don't, like, lie or say you're not when you are, you know? Or just yeah. use what you can use. Like, I really don't care either way, but yeah. just don't... Like, he, he... Just don't lie to us because he's put out so much good information that, like, it's kind of, like... It discredits. Yeah, a said. little bit. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Um... 
It's interesting because so, he he kind of is like what got me into fitness, and then like I, that then I ended up changing my major to kinesiology because like I kind of found this new avenue that I loved, which was fitness, and like I, I recognized right away that like oh this guy's legit, like he's not giving me some bro stuff, like yeah. he's explaining you know he has his little Raymond like the little skeleton guy where he explains like anatomy, like, physiology, yes. and stuff like that. Um, and like, I was like, oh, this guy's educated. I kind of like the science behind this. And then I, like I said, I went out and pursued a degree in it. Okay. So he kind of, no he doubt. really got me into it. So, um, yes or no, is he juicing? Yes or no, is he juicing? Oh boy. See, cause I, I was such a fanboy. I always wanted to say no, no, no. And I don't want to yeah, just turn against tough. him, but like, I'd be open. Okay. I'm going to say yes. Maybe he's taking, he's taking something like, um, uh, but it's like, what's the word? Is it, um, a, exo- what's the word? Endogenous. Endog- endogenous? Endogenous. Endogenous testosterone. Endogenous, yeah, yeah. yeah. TRT. Yeah, yeah. I had to figure that one out for a second, but yeah, I would Endo- think. Endogenous is not, uh, from your body. Yeah, what's. And exogenous is ex- from Exogenous is, like. From your body. Yeah. And, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So TRT. You think yeah, I would think, TRT? I would think he's taking some or, yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. And I wouldn't care though, because like he's this is his, this is like fitness is his life, and he wants to stay in shape. Like he's just it, it help it help it does help you the public perception um, and people listening to you if you're in shape. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, there's some dummies out there teaching people that are in really good shape. And not to shit on people, but like in, in our own major, people who are fitness majors, and I was like, bro, you didn't even look the part. You know? Yeah. And I'm not saying like you gotta be jacked or whatnot, but like at least like look like athletic or whatnot or something. You know what I mean? 100. percent You gotta kind of look like you know what you're talking. About. Yeah. Like you're um, living a fitness lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think we agree with that. Yes or no? Is he using fake weights? Yeah. Yes, I would agree too because we talked about this yesterday. The f- the fake weights that he was using. There's a fake weight like website, and they look the ones from the website look exactly like the ones he's using. And they're not any type of weight you would see in a gym. They're not bumper plates, like the plasticky bumper plates, the thick ones. They're not like the Umax one with the um, that kind of gritty kind of material mm-hmm. around it. They aren't steel plates. It's like a, it's like it's a, a very unique, plasticky kind of... It's a very unique plate. I've never seen a plate yeah. like it, You're probably like, what are you talking about? Like, if you don't use plates before, but you know kind of what plates look like. Yeah. You know? And they look very weird. Mm-hmm. Same with the Bradley Cat. Brad Castleberry ones. Yeah. I don't know if you ever looked into that. But. I mean, I've seen him curl like a ridiculous amount of weight, yeah. and I'm like, bro, what is this? The, just the weights in particular. His, his, in his case, it's funny because he always does his stuff at a 24-hour fitness down in like Carlsbad or like San Diego or something like that. Um, and the weights that he are using, he's using don't look anything like the weights that are in the 24-hour fitness. <laughs> so that one's pretty obvious in my opinion. But Yeah. Um, I feel okay. like he, he just, that guy plays a personality. Yeah, 100%. I would agree. Okay, that's it for the Jeff Cavalier controversy. Um, next is the Ronnie Coleman podcast. He was on the JRE. That was a very interesting podcast to listen to. For someone he, like us, I think that like we like when we see people like guests like that, like we really like that. Or like Pavel yeah. Cucciolini, yeah. when he was on, like I saw that, I was like, oh yeah. shit, like this would be awesome. Like, yeah, I want to like this a fitness one because yeah. you know Joe's very he's like fitness adjacent. He like lives a kind of lifestyle, but <laughs> yeah. he's not like professional. In fitness it. adjacent's a good term. <laughs> yeah, he's not. And, like, some people roast him for, like, saying fitness-related things because he's not educated in it, but he he promotes it, which I appreciate. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he does promote the lifestyle, which uh-huh. I, I can really appreciate. And it's interesting because I think he's only had one other IFBB pro on, um, Dorian Yates, 
Okay, about I was gonna a, say about a year, year and a half ago. So this is the second one, I believe. I might have missed one. But this was a really interesting one. First off, I didn't really I, I told you this. I didn't know his voice. Like his voice is so high pitched yeah. for how Yeah. For like how he used to look. He was, used to look like a complete monster. Like Yeah, I've only, like we were like, saying I've only heard him yell, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Like wait. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. That's yeah. like all you ever really hear from him. So uh, in like his training videos. So it was really interesting just to listen to talk. So first thing, I have three points here um, that I want to go over if you have anything to add. But first is body fat percentage that he claimed to be at. It was 0.33%. On stage. On stage. Now. He even said he got negative. At one, did you hear him? He said he got negative. <laughs> no, I don't remember yeah. that. What? <laughs> negative? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but just explain to the people how ridiculous 0.33% body fat percentage is. All right. You would be dead. Yeah. Let me just say that because yeah. like you need your body needs that for like your brain function, you know, your, your for brain. bodily function. You need to have like it's like anything less than three percent, and like you're like borderline go should go to the ER very soon. Like yeah, you can hit three percent on stage, but like for like a limited amount of time, like your internal organs, your brain, it's all gonna start not working. Yeah, it's like yeah. I mean, you don't even need to be that lean, you know. Like you can be like four or five like even like if you're like under 10 percent, like you're like you look pretty good lean you know but like on stage i get the point of like wanting to go down leaner but yeah he, he wasn't down that low but i mean you also have to think about like when when was he competing like 15 years ago you know 15 15 plus years ago i mean i know he was winning in like 98 99 like back like but like so like and also like the testing he was talking about like calipers and whatnot like there's a lot like uh, greg Doucette mentioned it, like there's a lot of different caliper testing and there's a variance on it as well and especially at those low levels, that's a good point. At those low levels of um, body, like body fat, he was at, like there is room for error. And especially at that that low levels, then um, it, 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 yeah, yeah. Cal- calipers when you're that low of a body fat percentage are not very accurate. Yeah. Same in the reverse. If you have a lot of body fat percentage and you use calipers, they're not very. Yeah, good. and he also did a hydrostatic weighing as well. Um, he said he was around like somewhere around the same. But like those, like those are still estimations. Those formulas are based on like estimates you know yeah e- even like the hydrogen had it well what's the best the dexa dexa is yeah. did they even have that back then i don't think they I'll, did. I'll th- yeah I'll, i don't remember hearing him mentioning dexa dexa is a rel- relatively new thing um uh, which is they call it like the gold standard but even then it's still even then, yeah it's still like uh, on dexa i thought it was kind of interesting just a side tangent uh, uh gaichi was saying that like he has like the, the densest bones in the ufc does he really? That's what he was claiming. Like he said, like the person couldn't tell him for sure, but he was saying that like he does. It was something. It was on Joe Rogan. He was I, on, like, I haven't listened to that. One. I need to listen. To that that was pretty cool. Trevor, but, I like Trevor Whitman. Yeah, but, but back to that. Um, yeah, and then he was saying he was three percent in the off season. Like, you could not sustain. It's, it's not even. It's not even an advantage to be that low. No, there's not. I remember Isatel talking about it. Yeah, you're trying to gain muscle. Like you need to be like in such like a like a hypercaloric state where you're good bring on fat as well and then cut that so there's no way off season he was three percent you know and like like i mean this guy's like a you know what is it, mr universe what was it uh, mr olympia, mr olympia eight eight years in a row yeah well that's that's insane that's a beast but like he's not like an exercise scientist you know like he is like like he is like a bro like, like not just to minimize him as a bro but like he's not like an exercise he, he scientist. has guys around him like scientists kind of guys around him to help him out with that kind of stuff yeah he just comes with a good attitude and good genetics he's the athlete yeah Yeah. he yeah exactly so uh okay so that was number one crazy ass body fat percentage second was the dea how um the dea came and 
shut down the whole operation. They were like, hey, what are you guys doing here? Remember that part? Mm-mm. So I feel like they mentioned that. They're, they're obviously doing lots of steroids, right? And steroids is is an illegal. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah, an illegal. It's an illegal uh, substance. You can't. You can't have just steroids on you. And um, the DEA was like, hey, what do you guys got going on here? Um, and started to kind of crack down on it. So <laughs> I thought this was very funny. He, he had to do it like all above board. He would go to a doctor and they would give him just straight up fucking like just shrinable, mm-hmm. deep ball mm-hmm. growth hormone, like a doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was pretty, pretty crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. The, um, world's. <laughs> The Mr. Olympia going to the doctor and like, dude, my balls don't work. I need fucking, I need testosterone. <laughs> but he was saying because like when like, because Joe mentioned it like for a little bit, bodybuilding tried to do that pretending thing, like where they said they were natural, like they didn't yeah. take stuff. But once people really started catching on, like they were well, saying that like, like the younger generation were taking it and stuff like that, and like they couldn't deal with like the, like the mood swings and like all those problems and stuff. Mm-hmm. So then Ronnie Coleman said that like kids were like killing themselves. So, like that's when the DEA. Yeah, came which and, I mean, I, I don't think that was like a. Like a big thing, about, like I'm sure there's cases. I don't, you know? yeah, very rare. Yeah, when people try and say steroids are like bad for you and like you're gonna like die or whatever. Yeah, there's definitely some other stuff going on with that. I don't know the particular cases he's talking about, but I'm sure there's outliers. But who's to know? Like that was what it, exactly what it was. I'm yeah. sure that if there, that did happen, those people probably had other life, other factors in their life as well. Like it wasn't the steroids uh, that made them kill themselves. You know? Yeah, I would agree. But I feel like that's kind of the like case right now with bodybuilding is they don't really talk about it. Um. But like, well, I, it's accepted. I mean, it's just it is what it is. You know, like if you're gonna yeah, do that, like if you're gonna do that, that's part of but my I remember, game. I remember Phil Heath. He went on the Fire and the Kid podcast about a year, year and a half ago, and they didn't mention it once. It was weird. Really? But then, I mean, all the older IFBB pros, um, Ronnie Coleman, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, you know, uh, Dorian Yates. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. They, they, they all just talk about it very openly like yeah this like i remember yates talk he like told joe his uh his stack same with ronnie i know but from what ronnie was saying like i've heard like other guys say it's like you actually don't need to take like a whole bunch you yeah know? i thought that was interesting like there's some guys like i know like rich pianca like famous for it like he was just going oh, ham yeah. with it you know yeah, yeah. and like then his organs just like grow too big and like his heart was like insanely like huge yeah i think that's the problem Man, some people do the, go crazy the with growth it. hormone and you know, the thing with growth hormone is not your not just your muscles grow, but all your all your tissue. I feel like it's important too, like you, like you say, and like I definitely like kind of like minimized like their their hard work. Like I would just say like oh like well they take steroids, but like 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 they said like you guys like it's not that much that they're taking. Like these guys who are, you know still want to live afterwards, and like you know like they're not just trying to send it. But like it's also like all like I mean, yes the training of course, but like the, the food. You know, like they're eating mm-hmm. like a crazy amount. Like mm-hmm. Ronnie Coleman, you say like he was eating like a like a pound of chicken like per meal. Yeah, he had six meals a day or something like yeah. that. You know, like yeah. there's a lot, and like that's actually work when you're eating like that. You know, oh. like that's a whole lifestyle. Like that is like there's so much that goes it's into all you it. Do. Yeah, so it's like all you do. I used to say like, oh, well, that's you know, like, they take steroids. And, like, yes, steroids helps to a point, but like they're not just taking steroids and shooting up to like two fifty, two sixty, like lean like that. You know, no. like that is hard work still. You know. Yeah, the, the main thing that steroids do, people don't even really understand what steroids do, but it helps you recover a lot. I was, when I said I want, like, I wanted, like, I'd be interested in, like, whatever, like, that's another reason, like, why I'd be, like, really interested in it. It's, like, the whole recovery part. Yeah. Not, I'm not going to do it, but, like, that's, like, a huge benefit, I would yeah. say, to me. Because, like, I was talking about earlier, it's so hard to recover. Even with the, the, the concepts that we have now that we think work, even then, it's kind of like, eh. 
Yeah, and, and it's then, like you can only do so much. And in like bodybuilding and like high performance sports, like they say, like it's not so much like the work that like the athletes put in the gym that becomes a limiting factor on their success because everyone at that level is putting in hard work. It's, it's their ability to recover and then like do it, do another hard session as well. Mm-hmm. So like that's where like that comes in. Like that's when like uh, what was his name? Uh, was it Dillashaw? Yeah, he was taking EPO because because yeah he um well that was different because he couldn't get down and weight. Yeah, but then I also heard like he was struggling so hard to get down to the weight that like then he couldn't recover. Like he just yeah, he had I mean, no energy. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. That's true. So he was taking EPO, um, which is a see that's a PED, but it works a lot different yeah, than it's different. other yeah. ones. It increases your cardiovascular output, so you can just do more work. Kind of kind of like like a like a like, kind of like how we're talking about aerobic base, but like that's like a um, an endogenous way of improving. Yeah, your, your essentially base. it had so EPO stands for erythropoietin. Or erythropoietin or something like that, which is a component in your red blood cells. So it basically just increases the volume of red blood cells in your bloodstream, which of course that's what attaches to. Yes, there you go. Erythropoietin. Let's just stick to the acronyms. It's EPO. And so it just increases red blood cells, which then that's what holds on to the oxygen, which allows you to. Carry more oxygen, which increases your cardiovascular output. That's essentially how it works, and he used that to get a advantage. And he was caught. Yeah, I was just thinking about like other acronyms, like when you actually can say the whole word, like you feel smart, like dimethyltryptamine. You know, like that's one, or like uh, <laughs> yeah, ATP, uh, ATP, yeah, well, adenine yeah. triphosphate. There we go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's it with the DEA. I thought that was just interesting that they were onto him. Yeah. Um. Last is him talking about how he misses it a lot he was like um he was like oh yeah i miss it tremendously like the training and um here let me uh there's a i there was a caption well i think that's pretty common with like all athletes you know who make a career out of playing sport or whatnot because like their whole life leading up to that point was that that sport and like performing in it and whatnot and then once they, they've kind of tailed out into their career it's like well like I, I write off the end of that, you know, like they don't have like that chase that they had before in their life, you know. Well, that's the thing, because he keeps going back, which is. <laughs> there was a comment about it. Uh, oh yeah, so Ryan was like, "I miss him tremendously," and Joe was like, "Just because of the action." He's like, "Yeah, having a purpose." And I remember you could just look at his face, like that not having a purpose, and he just said, mm-hmm. um, "And that's why he keeps going back to it," which is really upsetting because. Um, he actually says it like he doesn't have any problems with his like it's really funny how he says it like he's like I don't have any brain problems liver lungs this that and the other I just have my back injury well he has a debilitating back and back and neck injury where he could barely even walk correctly yeah so he's had like multiple different surgeries like 13, on it like thirteen thirteen total because yeah because he it's fucked up he gets it fixed and then he doesn't do the proper PT and rest it and whatnot and he gets back in the gym starts doing shit he shouldn't be and then and then and then fucks it up again. Yeah. It's because he, like, he just psychologically has nothing without the gym. Yeah, that's just, yeah, it's just, like, that mentality that got in there, like, you know, like, he's, it's ha- he's having, like, a hard time dialing back, I feel like, you know, and, like, uh, I, yeah. I, 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 like I, I respect that, and I also, like, you know, it's also, like, you gotta be smart, you know, like, you gotta recognize. Gotta be smart. Like, you gotta figure out, maybe, like, ch- start challenging yourself, like, intellectually, or in, find some other new, like, thing you can chase or, like, grow in, because, like, your body's, you know, kind of, like, it's not... It's not in its peak anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're going to do more damage to it than 
then you know like this, it's detrimental now to do that. You know. Yeah, you see that in all sports. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Um, yeah, it's just funny how he'll just be like, "Yeah, I don't have any injuries. Like everything's fine. <laughs> just, just my back." It's like, well, just your back. Like you can you can barely walk to. Yeah, it's very interesting. All right. Um, that's it there. What of time are we at? One oh seven. You want to go over the UFC stuff or? Uh, I feel like. Mm. It's fitness related. Oh yeah, we can real quick. All right, we'll just you know sum it up real quick. So the UFC fitness related, we're fans of the UFC. Um, it's very interesting as of late. What it, and I think it has a lot to do with the COVID too. Is oh it's, yeah, definitely. Well, it's, well the, it's the live it's, gate. It's like the main reason I actually probably yeah because the live gate. So, um, a lot of their big athletes, uh, Jorge Masvidal, uh, John Jones, um, Connor, Connor, yep. And um, I think Cejudo was already kind of done, though. Like he well, said, he, he, said, said he, he said he doesn't want to do it because they're not paying him enough. Yeah, but I also heard like he said he'd come back for certain fights. But I mean, he's already done a lot, you know. Like he's, he's done he, it all. Like he's, if you listen to him on the podcast, a, he was saying that like he's pretty happy with what he's done, you know. And he he really has. He's gotten a gold medal in um in the Olympics in wrestling at the age twenty one. He's that's, a double champ. That's fucking bananas, first of all. Yeah. And then and then he's a double champ. Yeah. And he said the only reason he'd ever come back is if you wanted if to get the third title in a different was it I, I, to, uh, I can't remember the homeboy's name but to move up in weight and fight that guy um, to be the triple champ he named like three fighters that he said like he would come back because he'd like to fight them I, I just heard one oh really what who would he say I, I don't remember off the top of my head but I remember the podcast him like saying like I thought he just said one on the on the on the Joe Rogan podcast yeah I thought it was just one it, I can't remember his name but um, to move up in weight and get a third title. Mm. But regardless, but the other three are a little bit different because they're still like they could still have a lot more. I mean, not that he couldn't, but he's you know. He's, I mean, they're he, all in their peak. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean, Connor's kind of probably a little bit past the peak, but he's still a superstar. Well, he could be in his peak if he just like would actually fight. You know. Like, yeah. He could. Um, you know, he's not. Just to say, none of them are like long in the tooth. They still they all have a lot to give to the sport if they wanted to, but they're refusing because they're not getting paid enough money. Yeah. And, and like, I hear it on both sides. You know. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause like for example, like Jorge, he signed a contract and said like I'm cool with getting paid this much, and then like he's like one or two fights into the contract and he's saying like Nah, I want to get more. But then John Jones a little bit different because he agreed to a contract at light, um, light heavyweight, and uh, now he wants to move up to heavyweight and fight Francis Ngannou, who I mean that. Like yeah, Joe, yeah. like Joe says, he that would probably be the first fight that that John would be an underdog in, because he just hits so goddamn hard, and he can knock him out very easily, and he's like, I want more money for that. I mean, yeah. and which is understandable, you know. That's yeah. The the higher you go up in the weight, the more risk. Yeah. The higher the risk is because you can get just flatlined. You're probably not gonna get flatlined at like bantamweight, you know. Um. So that's interesting, Connor. I just I don't know what's going on with Connor. What's well, he wants like one of the fight. Like he wants, you know, like I, I, I think, I think he's really upset that uh, Gaethje won that fight. <laughs> well, it's just like the division's kind of tied up, or like all the guys he wants to fight are kind of tied up, and like Gaethje's other, gonna fight um, homeboy from Russia. Like there's like the other fighters kind of have pass like that now, like because like the way it's played out, like they're on track to follow these paths and come against well, each other, and it he, ties up the fights that Connor wanted. You know, but he, I, I know, I, I get he, he, he wants a particular fight, but he has to fight Tony. Yeah, I, and I, I don't would. think he wants that. Yeah, because Gaethje has to fight uh, Khabib. Khabib, right? Khabib's champ. Is he champ technically? Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
is in five minutes. So I forgot. Yeah. Um, and then Gaethje, you know, won versus Tony. And then... Um, I mean, are we coming into Ramadan soon? Or when is that? I, mean, I don't know. That's I know a, that was going to tie up Khabib until like September, they were saying. And Russia's probably still in lockdown for COVID. So yeah. that's a good point. But he has to fight Tony. I mean... It just sucks because there's a lot of like really like... There's a lot of like kind of stars in the UFC, or at least people like stars that like UFC fans like. You know, like the, like the general pop probably only thing really knows like Connor and maybe I don't know someone John else. Jones. You know, just because of his antics. Yeah, but like they're like for like UFC fans, like there's a lot of like good fighters out there that we want matchups that we want to see. But like it's kind of hard because like the money isn't really there for both parties to make money. <laughs> yeah, know? like you said, because of well, eh, sort of. But well, I mean, the live gate because the live gate, and then um, what was I gonna say? Shit. Live gates and um, oh yeah, the new business model because they're not doing the um, the pay per views, so they just get a flat rate of however much it is from ESPN, and they just have to put out so many fights, whatever that is. They don't care at all the quality of those fights in those in those cards. They just need to get them out. So when someone's asking for a ridiculous amount of money, they're probably not gonna get the same return on investment that they would if they were doing a pay-per-view yeah. as opposed to just putting on like 10 just average to above average fights so yeah it's kind of a tough situation at the moment you know? yeah i don't know why they got rid of the pay-per-view thing i don't i don't know the business reason behind yeah that. but i feel like you should reserve those for the big ones the big boys and then just have those average to a little bit above average um cards on espn plus whatever yeah I don't know. It's a weird situation. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, I think that's it for this one. Yeah, sorry, it's kind of like probably like a week later than we thought. Yeah, I mean, um, real life stuff, the riots and whatnot. Yeah, the world kept ending. So. Yeah, the riots. The um, you know, those were relatively close to home. Destroyed. Some of them were actually. Yeah. Destroyed your. Jiu-Jitsu gym. Yep. My sister's work got destroyed at the Pike, um, but it's all fixed now. Yeah, we're getting the ball part, rolling again for the most part. So yeah, we're we're trying to stick to twice a week. That just happened, so that was kind of tough. Or every two weeks, I mean. Once, once every two weeks. Yeah. What say? Twice know. a week. Twice. That would be too much. Once, <laughs> once every two weeks. My bad. Yeah. Dyslexia. Sorry. All right. Um. So yeah, that's it, everyone. Thanks for listening. This has been the Performance Academy. My name is Zach. And I'm Josh. Until Peace. next time. See ya. Later. Cool. Cool.